0: Our friends over at Sell Hound have outdone themselves. They're giving the death piles and taxes listeners an opportunity of a lifetime.
1: They're, they're going to help us make some money, get rid of that death pile, get your items listed because you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Man,
0: sell all you got. Kill that death pile. When you go over to Sell Hound, use promo code capital letters death piles twenty five to save twenty five percent off of
1: their service. And, and get out there and start making some money.
0: You just push play on the Death Piles and Taxes podcast. This is episode 118. My name is D-Roy, Derek Roy Everett. And of course, with me as always is the tax man, Adam Resellers Know Your Name Beasley.
1: Can I tell you that it is crazy time right now, and I dare say I am busier than a one-eyed cat watching three mice holes. I like that. I like that. It is tax time, people, and man, tell you what—you put a little thing on the old interweb saying, you know, what a ten nine. Ooh, who oh, did you hear that? That was a crisp sound of a big old purple drink. No, this one's this one's strawberry. Strawberry drink, but no, you throw out, you know, what a ten ninety nine k is online, and man, people are flooding in. I tell you what. Well, you,
0: uh, man, you took a right from what I was going to ask you right out the gates. So let's get into it. Ten ninety nine k from PayPal. Uh, some information came out from eBay a little earlier. Um, why don't you just break down, first off, what is a 1099K? Um, sorry, my phone is, might be buzzing and stuff. If you hear it during the podcast, I'm trying to sell a car, and uh, I might just leave mid-podcast and go make me a couple grand. It's okay. But I'm here to serve you, the people of the Internet.
1: That's the way it works.
0: So a 1099K, what is
1: that? So a 1099K is a reconciliation of the total amount that you have sold through eBay, PayPal, Amazon, Macari, like whatever entity. Now everybody used to think, well, you know, they only issue it if if you have more than 200 transactions or $20,000. The real tool for the IRS is it doesn't matter what those totals are. If you make more than $600, that should be reported.
0: So. I know for me, for example, I've already got contacted from PayPal. I could print it off. I got the ten ninety nine K. I bring it into you. You do the taxes. I was listening to the official eBay podcast today, and they were not only reiterating, but they kept saying, unless you made twenty thousand dollars or was it the two hundred sales, yeah. they're not issuing ten ninety nine K if you're on the managed payments. So. For those of us that might have been on for a month or two and probably didn't hit those notes, that's still tax deductible. So even if they don't send us the form, what do we do in that case?
1: So you said deductible, but there's a big difference. You mean taxable. You said- taxable. Sorry, I'm,
0: I'm just a layman. That's I don't right. have no big degree in counting monies.
1: Well, <laughs> here's the thing is is no matter what, you should be claiming your income. Okay. Now, I'm going to reiterate what I just said. Okay. You should be claiming your income. The IRS finds out when you have payouts from whatever entity, whether, like I said, it's, it's up, you know, Macari, Amazon, all of these different places. Now, you should be reporting all of that income, okay? But the IRS does not know about your cash transactions, okay, your marketplace transaction That doesn't matter, quote-unquote, you should be claiming all of your income. That's the disclaimer, okay? I had the gentleman call today. Uh, Man, like I said, we are we are busy. Like I said, people have got questions. We are here to answer those. Like I said, hit us up. We're we're happy to answer some questions. Helping a gentleman right now. He's asking questions about the 1099 K. We are doing it from all different angles. But you need to report that income. It doesn't matter if it's below that entity or below that dollar figure. You should be taking all of them because a lot of resellers, you know, they like you said. I might have been half on managed payments, half on PayPal. I might have had, you know, other avenues. You need to be claiming everything. And that's why I always say, have one bank account for all of your resales. Like I said, do that, one credit card. That way it's very straightforward come the end of the year. Okay,
0: so even if they don't send you the form, you got to figure it out. Yes. Because that's not only taxable income, but when Adam's trying to find you deductions, when whoever you're trying to work with is trying to find you cost of goods sold figure out what you've done, that all plays into the mix.
1: Yeah, and like I said, the difference is is a lot of resellers, like I said, I mean, especially this year, man, they're coming out of the woodwork. I don't know what this is. This is my first year filing. Great. Let's establish it the right way. Make sure you do everything the right way. Like I said, even if you don't get that 1099K, it doesn't matter. Like, they might send you one that you never got it. It might have got mailed to your mom's house because, you know, you live and work out of her basement, but you might have an apartment somewhere else. Like... You need to claim that information because you don't want to get a nasty letter two years down the road saying, hey, you didn't match up with your 1099K Said even though eBay said they wouldn't send one, guess what? They still did Well, they're still going to tell the IRS
0: what you're making if the IRS asks. I mean, that's that's how it works. They're not going to pay the taxes for you. Uh, they got to be accountable for the money that comes into them, too, and what what that's doing.
1: And that's kind of the whole mantra of this is why we do this, why we talk about this is how do you make money? But write off as many things as you can so that your taxable income is low, but we don't want it to be so low that it's going to get you into trouble. Not going
0: to get audited, not going to go to jail, not going to you know have to pay those bills and then, yeah, two or three years. Think about this. Two or three years, if they come back to you and say, what did you sell in September? Yeah. The cost, you know, you got to manage payments from September to December of that year, whatever. What did you sell? I mean, that's going to be kind of hard to figure out, especially two or three years down
1: the road. I, and even then, so that brings me, eBay's like, they have do so many great things, but finding that information, like, I hate how you can only really go back 60 days like, there should be, like, very easy reports saying what did you sell in six months, what did you sell in all of last year. Like, that shouldn't, I don't know, is that... that
0: uh, it should uh, be. No, it should be. I mean, that's, uh, they they got the information, and hopefully with the managed payments, maybe that's something that rolls out. Who
1: knows? I don't know, you got the exact number. Let's get these guys on the horn. Right? I'm, I'm already
0: I, I'm already up to my neck in battles, and uh, let, let's wait till one comes down. Well, speaking of bringing off the hook, Adam, I apologize for, for my phone, but... There you are, getting a...
1: Somebody else got to have the taxes. Somebody,
0: somebody needs their taxes. Okay, Adam, i got another tax-related question since we're coming out
1: hot here. That was Dr. Droogie Freeze's little brother. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Big Roo, shout out to Big Roo and the family. Big Roo, that was Dr. Jake calling from Indiana. Oh, is that where he's at now? Yeah, he's oh, like there.
0: See, we got people all around the uh, country.
1: Yeah, we got... That's what this gentleman on the text was asking. Well, yes, we do taxes in California. We do them all over. Okay.
0: Well, Adam, I received my tax document today from eBay. Now, this is a question. This isn't me directly, so don't make fun of me or, or run me down. This is from a from another person.
1: Don't run me down. Nurse. Well, if I say
0: this, you're just going to tell me to uh, pay my taxes and be very rude and offend somebody. Yes. So, I received a tax document today from eBay. Never received one before. Do I have to claim this on my taxes? Not really fair when everything I sell is stuff from my house. What do you think?
1: You know what? If you don't like their platform, go somewhere else. Like, like, eBay has to take your information. They have to have your payouts. The government has requirements for them because if they don't do it, they have to pay taxes on everything. Again, if you want to do what you want to do, I am not encouraging this. I am not saying it's legal. I am not giving that kind of advice because I am an accountant. And what I say is, I don't know, gospel? Like, that's... They can hold you to it. They can hold me to it. Derek can say it,
0: and he's not tax professional. Yeah. Don't take his advice. Adam says it. They can take you to court or something, but I don't oh, know how sure. it
1: works. Whatever. No, I've gone there too many times. Um, that doesn't make you sound very good. Well, uh, representation. I, there rep- represent I, I had a couple hearings last, last month. Um, if you sell on, on cash, if you sell on marketplace, like this is any place like that, they they don't know. Like they don't have an ability. And yes... Garage sales are the biggest, most questionable, like, state tax commissions don't know. I mean, nobody knows how to treat those transactions. Well, I think what they're getting to
0: is uh, they're selling crap from around their house like we recommend to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but much like this car that I'm, I'm trying to sell, it's a used car. They can't say, well, Derek bought it and I already paid taxes on that, or I paid, you know. You still have to pay taxes on things, yeah. which it sucks. No one likes to do it, but just because it's junk around
1: your house... You can sell on eBay, it's it's taxable income. But if you sell it to uh, said guy who meets you in the parking lot from wherever and gives you $3,800 in, in Benjamins, then the you whatever. Did it happen or didn't it happen? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Is but
0: once you make it an electronic uh, traceable document with uh, bank accounts and money and, leaked.
1: And mark my words, I'm going to dare say, I'm going to give myself a timeline. I am going to say 2023... That is two years from now. You will begin to start getting 1099Ks from Venmo. Because Venmo is... They are teetering on the uh, gray area. And transactions... If you read anything in Venmo, it says if this is for a business service, you cannot use Venmo. Because people want to electronically transfer money, and you cannot do that.
0: So can I tell you what
1: what the alternative is to that? Uh, I'm I'm all ears. Start Trade me... What is it? Dogmo... Oh, dodge coins! Dodge coins. Adam, coin. you got diamond hands. Are we going to the moon? <laughs> I don't know, but I got, I got me some dodge coins. So,
0: so uh, if, you, if you use the Bitcoin or the dodge coin, uh, you can transfer you know, that. You know what? And
1: uh, for those of our listeners who are deep down in that kind of thing, I will do a tax return for dodge coins this year. Well, I Well.
0: Man, I got I got over a, a few thousand Dodge Coins as of the other day.
1: Well, so do I, but they're not really worth much right no, now. Not
0: right now, but by the time I do my taxes in a couple of months, we're going to be to the moon. You're going to regret saying that you'll do it for Dodge
1: Coins. No, I want to be that guy. I know there's, you know, now you see all these yeah, transactions because yeah. coin has gone crazy. Yep. It, basically Hold on we
0: we've got Trey. Well, in we there. got he can't stay he can't stay still no more. He's got an opinion and it needs to be shared. You <laughs> he heard about the Bitcoin now.
1: Take off your mask Adam
0: Adamson Trey.
1: So B- Hold on,
0: wait till you need to talk to the microphone.
1: So basically Dogecoin could be the next Bitcoin because Bitcoin used to be only worth like about as much as Bitcoin um of Dodge Dogecoin.
0: And Dogecoin as of right now is like
1: Point thirty
0: two something cents. Yes, it's, we had a big run the other day. It was almost worth a whole penny.
1: Yes, so now it's worth like a, not even a third of a penny. But like I said, there was a guy that paid for a pizza with Bitcoin, and, and now they said that Bitcoin is worth you know some yeah. millions of dollars. And like I said, I, I I texted the boys. Like I said, I texted the group. I threw down twenty five dollars on the Dodge coin. If it goes up to, like I said, what uh, crypto is, I'm buying everybody new trucks. So. Oh, well, there you go. I'm
0: going to you know, hold out for that one. I'm just hoping it goes up to a, a couple cents, and I'll, I'll, I'll cash out five times my wealth or whatever. I'm into it. That's
1: well. So that that is, and I don't know if we want to, do we want to jump down that?
0: No, no we, we might as well. Everyone's been talking about it all this uh, this week and, and jumping around. I actually saw a, uh, a billboard on I-15 coming down from work today talking about, Holding on to your uh, GameStop. Oh my lord! Oh my neck! Ab's kid's trying to kill me. He's trying to take over the show. Oh, Trey. Oh. Oh, goodness. You can just have my position.
1: So. You got a son. I here. just want to say one thing. I just wanted to say that. 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 That it cost a few cents, so. Maybe spend 25 bucks and get a lot of money out of it. That's Who's, all he wants to say. Whose kid is that? That's exactly what it, I spent. I
0: came, I came in here today, uh, get ready to do the podcast, and there's Adam and his, his son eating papoosas. and uh, and Trey says to me, if you go and try them, you'll, uh, you'll never look back, basically. And I said, there's no doubt about who your father is.
1: I will tell you what, for those of you who are new to the podcast, we are here to help you with your taxes we are here to help you learn how to make money online, but you will learn so much in between. Like I said, the the the, the depth of where we go. If you have not tried a pupusa, you are missing out in life.
0: Now I thought they were going to take me over to some gentleman's uh, establishment or something like. That. Whole
1: different, whole different ball game. Pupusa is a it's like a corn tortilla mixed with goodness and and cheese and pork, and it is amazing. A little salsa on top, some cabbage, jalapenos, and you were in heaven. And took me to a place one time. We walked in there. It was a little savvy. I didn't
0: know what he was ordering. He was speaking a foreign language. It was good. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm guessing the health, the health uh, inspector hadn't been there for a little bit. It was a little. It was a little. Uh, it was a little scary, and that might have been why I liked it so much.
1: Oh, I thought we were talking about the time you had a text message from somebody that we didn't know, and we showed up to an establishment to go meet somebody. That was a good time. <laughs> that was a good time. No one, no one didn't, didn't enjoy that. We all enjoyed that time, but so that, throwing it off. Yes, talking papooses. Like I said, my son, he's he's ten years old. We're very open. We try to talk about these topics, these uh, latest and greatest. Uh, Dodge going to go down to the GameStop, like. It's fun to learn because like the, the uh, I don't know what we call it, the buffer of things that used to be 20, 25 years ago, it doesn't exist
0: anymore. Yeah, the internet, like we always say with reselling online and everything else, it's, it's changed, uh, I mean, barrier to entry, whatever it used to be if you were going to buy stocks, um, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, cryptocurrencies didn't exist. There's just a lot of ways to do things, and uh, the internet makes that a lot easier than having to go to your stockbroker, make a call, pay some fees, pay a percentage, it was a Rich Fans game, and uh, with what's going on right now, doesn't really matter what side or what you think about it. People are showing that um, a few people can get together, share some ideas, and, and things happen.
1: And it is good.
0: It's, uh, it's always good. You get creative minds together, and... and that's that's the thing, the establishment's always kind of one way, and then somebody comes and breaks that, and that's how Amazon, that's how Google, that's how eBay, everything gets founded, it gets going. Uh, speaking of Amazon, big news, uh, Jeff Bezos, yep. Bezos. he stepped, he stepped down. down today, so we'll see what that does for them and that platform. He's kind of been the, uh, well, he was, he's the founder, CEO, he was the, the guy that ran it all.
1: He's the go-to.
0: Uh, we'll see if that hurts their stock, if that hurts the product, if that hurts the I mean, everyone used to say Kmart can never go out of business, and now you can't find a blue light special to save you. So, Amazon's the big, the big dog in the yard right now. Maybe they stay that way, maybe they don't. Uh, but it's just interesting. That, and uh, with online selling and, and everything that we're into, it seems like just wait a week and everything changes, or or things develop, or you know, things get hot, things get cold. You think that you have a, a death pile that's going to be worth uh, twenty thousand dollars, and the next day's worth. Well, maybe not the next day, but a couple of years later, if you don't list it, it's worth a few hundred, or it's worth you know five hundred thousand. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, that's like I said. It, the internet has flattened the curve. It basically makes it those in transactions a lot better. And think about it, like we have this podcast. We have like literally downloads all over the world. And if you could have told fifteen year old Derek that, I mean, it, it was almost impossible. You had to have a, 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 a AM radio like Art Bell to get that kind of pull. And now you just have a simple podcast. Like I so said, we've got some microphones in our office and, and there's people all over the world that listen to uh, what we say. And, uh, yeah,
0: it's kind of scary. What's wrong with you people? But uh,
1: what, What's wrong with what people? Oh,
0: people listen to us for their for their oh, entertainment know. and advice.
1: Yeah, they've, they've obviously gone to the right place. They've done something right in, in life. They always say, you know, magic happens when you're living right. They must be living right to listen to this podcast. Uh, I don't know about any of that, but uh, <laughs> I'm
0: glad you're here and listening. And, and we ramble a bit, and this is kind of what we do. So uh, if you're new to the program, this is kind of how she goes.
1: Yeah, like I said, tax time, we're getting there. Um, last week we got some good feedback, man. We, uh, we went down the, uh, the rabbit hole of uh, finding exactly if you come upon a, a, a stack of stuff, particularly cards. But we're kind of card heavy. We've been, uh, you know, making some money. And, man, Michael Benjamin Painter, he's got some stones, man, because that guy is turning down cash. Yeah, sure, that's
0: pretty, some pretty big offers. We have a, an interview with him that we're going to have to throw in here in the mix one of these uh, next couple days and or weeks, I guess, if it's days. Who knows? But
1: when, when you turn down the amount of cash that somebody wants to give you that you could buy Derek's car with, like, that's a lot. Of money. That's true. Maybe I should
0: just trade him straight up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Hey, Pam, if
0: you're listening, the the car's still available. I'll I'll go straight up. That that Ric Flair rookie card for my uh, 2009 Prius low mileage. Great, great commuter. That'd be great for your kids. Uh, They're getting kind of... Not quite to that age, but by the time they're there, it would be a good little investment for you. It might be a classic car by that point.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, hey, Let me talk a
0: little bit about this. I know we've talked about it before in the past, but it's live and I'm actually trying it out. Uh, eBay standard shipping for envelopes.
1: Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about In fact, favorite Brian of the show, he had a question about this, so I'm glad you're referring to well, it. Let's, let's bring it
0: up. Let me uh, kind of refer to it really fast. I'm, I'm trying it out, and then we'll answer, or, or you can ask Brian's question if we don't cover it. Uh, what it is is it's a shipping option only on eBay right now, so you have to use eBay labels to pay for it. And if it's, I believe it will fit in an envelope, it has to be a trading card, so it will only come up uh, for for your listings that are in the trading cards when you're making a listing. Um, And it has to be valued under $20. So those are kind of the requirements, but at that point, you can print off a label for, I believe it's 99 cents, and it gives you trackable information. So... A lot of people in the past, you're selling sports cards they are only worth a couple bucks. It's nothing you know, rare, nothing uh, extravagant. So you don't really want to list a card for $2 if somebody's got to pay 3 or $4 to ship But You don't want to offer free shipping if you're going to lose 2 or $3 on that trans- transaction. So now what's happened is uh, it has to fit in an envelope size. You can put your cardboard and everything around it, protect it still. But it has to be able to ship in kind of those dimensions but for $0.99, cents, so you can either offer free shipping or you go ahead and, and tell them that they're paying $0.99. Cents and it gives you tracking information so that if it gets you know lost, whatever happens, you can prove it. If they say they didn't get it, it protects you. You can become a top-rated seller, all that good stuff. So I think it's a good program. i got a stack of uh, cards so I'm just going to start putting up for auction. Uh, a lot of times you just get those packs of, of your basic or generic things. You know, you get graded. You never know what to do with them. I usually give them to the Phil over at the card shop to give to the kids. I'll still do some of that, but...
1: It's for the kids.
0: Some of the other cards that I'm going to, you know, start... I mean, a lot of the wrestling cards, a lot of the different cards, a lot of the older 80s cards. I mean, because I might not be getting my Jim McMahon uh, San Diego Chargers card graded, per se.
1: Uh, I've got one that's in there right now.
0: But, well, it's probably more centered than mine. Yeah. But I am going to put it up there for $0.99 and see what happens. It probably won't go for over $20. If it does, I can't offer that service. But if not, you know, it it ships out, and it's a good good way to kind of clear house on a lot of uh, your lower-valued cards. So I think it's a great service. I'm I'm kind of excited to
1: use it. Now, I have got an inside scoop for you and friends of the program, Brian. The inside scoop. There was a hot call today. Um, I got on one of the Facebook groups about sports cards, and everybody got the 1099K questions going kind of out-rampant. You know, and and I, you never, you know, try to sell. But when people have so many questions, it's hard to answer something in a post. Um, I just kind of threw my information on it. I got some really, you know, good feedback. A uh, friend of the program, J- Jeremy, called from Alabama. And, and Jeremy was, he was a, uh, he was fit to be tied with all the monies he was going to have to pay because of the amount of cards he sold. Oh, no. But he, he needed some money for his taxes that he was going to have to pay, so he said he has an uh, unlisted a large quantity. Of course, they all say they're good. He, he had some older baseball cards. Always oh, in good in, condition. Like 80s, but I'm like, I'm not really interested in bay- baseball. Cowardly. There's just a, a large quantity. I'm like, well, what else you got? So I got me those Pokemon's. I'm like, ah, not really into that. Come on, man, keep digging. What F- of that, do
0: you got? This guy across the desk from you has sold uh, hundred and eighty dollars worth of Pokemon's today. You weren't all Something like that. So I did <laughs> dabble my foot, and it's been well.
1: Oh, maybe I need to get Jeremy because Jeremy has, and man, I tell you what, Brian is ahead of the game on those Marvel cards. They just had the big show in Dallas. So apparently Jeremy's got a, quite the a stack of uh, Marvel cards, and I just sent in a large quantity for, for a friend of the program, Brian, of Marvel cards, so he's got that, but guess what else he's got? Is he going to pay for that and
0: Dodge coin to get his taxes done by you? That's a good
1: question. Does he, Does he got some wrestling cards? He's got some Hogan's. He told me he's got Hogan's. What year, Hogan's? I don't know. I said, send me the information, mm-hmm. and I will look at it, because he's like, you you're interested in what you're buying. I says, man, you show me what you got and I'm always buying Yeah, you get, you get the pictures
0: and he can send it over for a dollar now, so you can get up to three ounces. I mean, look, it's three or six, so don't quote me on that.
1: Here's the best part, because it's not a um, official eBay transaction, because it's not like all this, you know, fr- Venmo and
0: money. <laughs> it's just Venmo and Oh, It's just friends beating on the marketplace. That's right. No, that's the thing, and I'm not going to blow uh, Painter's new niche, but... He's out looking, man. He's looking for different things, different avenues. Uh, speaking of old '80s baseball card time, last night or last night, last week, you made a proclamation. He said that you were going to uh, list some of those binders of cards for sale, and that we were going to follow up uh, this week with you. And uh, I'm calling you to the to the spot. What what happened?
1: To I'll that? tell you what I did is I did. Get my Tom Brady jacket. I got that listed. I saw that. I got that listed up on the old interwebs, so that is listed. Hoping to get that sold this week. I think Sunday night that's going, and that'll tell you why right after you're done talking. Yes, okay, so I got those going. Um, I grabbed the binders. I, I kind of, uh, I got them ready, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you kind of what I did so you can kind of see. So you can. I feel better about myself. Is that all right?
0: Yeah, you. you do that. I'm gonna explain to the people why I think Adam's Super Bowl jacket is gonna go. He has a Super Bowl jacket from the uh, last time Tom Brady met Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. And instead of just picking one of the guys in his description, he put uh, the Super Bowl jacket, then he put uh, the year, every, all that information, then he put Tom Brady, um, I think he put Tom Brady won or Tom Brady Patriots, something like that. Number three Super Bowl. And he also put Andy Reid's first Super Bowl. Yes. So no matter what happens on Sunday, the Sunday coming up, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I guess we have to say that kind of stuff because people could be listening. Six months from now, two days from now, uh, five years from now. If you're listening two days from now, you're me editing, but people will be listening. So Trey um, sure laughed on that one after I yelled at him earlier for taking my head off. So that's good. Um, <laughs> we have fun. I, uh, anyways, I think that because of that, it doesn't matter who wins, they're going to go to the internet trying to buy that uh, memorabilia. Um, at that time, the fan of either team's pretty excited. And I think that jacket is going to go that night.
1: I uh, am particularly... Or coat. Yes, I, I'm particularly trying to... Uh, you play both sides. If, if you haven't seen uh, any of the Adam Up Accounting videos, go check them out. We like to do Wednesday Wisdom. Um, I've tried to place my, my, my uh, videos quite uh, well. So I have BYU and Utah on both sides. Listen, I like to play both sides of the fence because my favorite color is not red. My favorite color is not blue. My favorite color is cold, hard cash green. That is my favorite color. So we'll play both sides of the fence. So whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Andy Reid, let's get those cards sold. But I want to show you what I did. I, I, I had to get even more organized. The office is a lot cleaner. Man, I tell you what, you buy these cards and you just kind of get down this deep, dark hole. Um, I went through everything. I got everything kind of set aside. I got some other thing listed. I. I got my binders to so kind of figure out how much I would listen for, but this is my next PSA order list. I have everything kind of organized. Okay, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got some cards for a few other people that are, uh, I guess, subbing. I'm subbing for now. Adam's becoming that
0: middleman that says I'll get this for you in eight months.
1: How do I do that? I don't people understand. start calling
0: you, start wanting to know where their stuff's at. Yeah. And say, pay here and, and probably get your own account. I can't do this no more. That's
1: right. I got to sleep at night. So that's what I did. Is I, I did not get those listed. I got the jacket because I knew I got all this organized. So now I have a, a uh, expectation plan. going to do 20 to 30 cards at a time. Because I was trying to set up an order, but there's three separate areas. Look, we'll get into this. So second half of the show, we kind of yeah, we'll, we'll, dive. We'll
0: go back into our uh, our series.
1: Yeah, we deep dive into the... Cards for Dummies, you know, that's... that's part two. Part, part two. Um,
0: before we get to the break, I know we're coming up on a close. How do you spell du"? You'll see in the notes okay. on the show. Don't worry. You scroll down right now if you're listening. Scroll down and you'll see how to spell it. Okay. And uh, one more quick eBay thing is a, a while ago they had required... Uh, required. Now I need to look at my notes. You got me giggling. I'm you sorry. got me listening. Uh, requ- Needs requirements. Uh, re- listings requirements. Yeah. I can't say that to make it make sense,
1: but you ain't got everything listed the way it's supposed to be listed.
0: Things ain't done the way they supposed to be. So what you need to do is go onto your ebay.com and it will show you on your dashboard 46 items need require. There's requirements to these listings, details are required. So uh, when that first came up, it was like, you know, maybe November, December, people were like, well, I'm just going to get through Christmas. I don't have to really worry about this. Um, now it's coming up in February. These are going to be required if these uh, if these required.
1: I can't make this requirements make sense. are not uh, re- I guess uh, taken care of.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. So we've always talked about how you go in your uh, your listings, you revise them, you add item specifics. There's different item specifics that are required to still be showing up on eBay. So you need to go in and revise these. They have ones that are recommended. You don't have to worry about those. That's nice if you got time but a lot of people had like several hundred items that needed different requirements in there. It's usually like, um, you know, men's large, women's large, or like shoe size or things like that. Uh, go through your your stuff and get that done because if you don't get that done, it's gonna stop showing up on eBay searches and it's just gonna sit there in your death pile. Also, there's conspiracy talk, which you know where we're at on that, that uh, eBay won't show as much of your items if you're not compliant. I don't know if you want to believe that or not, but they definitely won't show the things that need required uh, things in the item descriptions that aren't done.
1: Okay, perfect. So, like, so those are there.
0: That uh, clears me, I
1: know. Well, I got a really big question for you. A real uh, one. Last week, I sold those Kobe Bryant's. Guy said he was going to pay. He's never paid. Now he just sent me. So this is a week later. Uh, I he, I kept messages, him. Are you going to pay? Are you going to pay? Now he sent me a message. Says no, sorry, I don't think it's worth the price. Well, that sucks. So now what do I do? Do I have him cancel the order or do I cancel the order? What I
0: would do, and I have this set up for automatically, if you don't, it's worth looking into. Um, I think it comes with your store subscription anyway. You can open up an automatic unpaid item um, assistant. So if somebody buys something from you and it doesn't get paid, you can determine in two or three days, you can go longer if you want, that eBay will send them a nice little email saying, hey, you got to pay for this item. They don't do it. It will automatically open an uh, unpaid item case. And so... Uh, what happens with that is once the case closes, which we would have done in this favor, they'll uh, give you back your, your listing fee and relist your item for you.
1: So how do I do that? Because I don't have um, that.
0: I'll show you during the break. You're going to go to uh, on, on the actual, okay. um, we'll go to the page, you can go to the item, Perfect. Uh, click on a drop-down menu, and we'll say open unpaid item case. Uh, the reason that I'd say this instead of just canceling, get the guy off the hook or whatever, is one, you're going to get your fees back. You're going to relist it anyways. But a lot of us have perimeters on eBay, and if somebody you no-pays know, you you know, two or three times in a row, they're going to have discipline from eBay. There's sellers that won't sell to them. So if you just let them off the hook, they're just going to keep going and doing this to different people. Hey, I feel like I want to buy this today. I want to buy it tomorrow. Last week, it was hot because it was Kobe's anniversary of passing. passing, exactly. and he probably bought it out of emotion.
1: Yes.
0: Now he's having buyer's regret. He should at least have to send it back to you and do a little action in my part. Exactly. So... I'll show you during the break, but for those of people at home, uh, turn on the unpaid item assistant. If you have a store, um, just Google how to do it. It's it's easy, but it's not something that we can do over the podcast, but it will save you time. And, it, yeah, you open it up for two or three days. If they don't pay, I usually send them an invite invoice reminder. And if they don't pay on that, eBay will send them some sort of an email that says, hey, you owe Adam some money. If they don't do that, you close it, and you
1: just don't deal with them again. Perfect. Well, I'm not going to respond, so... Thanks for listening to the first half. We're going to take a good little break here and we're going to come back hot and heavy with part D of the uh, the, the, uh, reseller, uh, make quick money fast. Well, it's taxes of death piles and taxes. It is that time of year. We're going to have to do something. Uncle Sam wants his money. Who doesn't want their money? Well, he's got a lot of it, but we all got to put it in the system. That's the country we live in. So need to file your taxes, got questions, you want to know more because you're a reseller. It is a little more difficult than it is, especially if it's your first year. You're getting into it. You're going to get these 1099Ks. You can get information that you don't know what to do with. And we don't want you to pay any more than you have to. So reach out to us here at Adam Up Accounting. You can go to our website. You can check us out on social media. Um, We'd love to help you out. Like I said, we know the resale game. We're here to make sure that you pay your fair share, but don't go back to jail.
0: Hey guys, it's uh, Droy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now.
1: Your favorite account, I know it's the greatest thing in the whole world.
0: A lot of you've been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review.
1: Yeah,
0: hopefully it's a five star review, but if not, be fair. Uh, at least a four.
1: <laughs> we know you're listening, like, so we see the numbers. We're all over the world, like so I said. Just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Helps listeners. The
0: algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So, if you can go to Apple, iTunes—that's where a lot of you are already listening—or or wherever you're listening, Spotify, Apple—you know, all of these different things—they're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a—you don't even have to write a review; just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it. And keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. <sighs> that was
1: a good little break, did you, Ryan?
0: It was a. It was a good break, and uh, you know what that
1: means. It's time for uh, part two. Is that what you say? I'll say part two. Like Hot Shots, the movie Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, I remember. Your buddy old uh,
0: Charlie Sheen. Winning. I got the uh, the uh, Donna's blood.
1: Not not Martin, but Charlie. Winning. You know, he was Millie West's brother. I didn't know that. Okay. And Mr. Mighty Duck. Um, Which, so, if you have any Mighty Duck cards, we're going to teach you how to send them in to get great. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. I wonder if they made Mighty Duck. See, now my mind's already going. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is uh, what cards for dummies part two. That's the one. Let's uh, let's run down the official question, and we'll do our best to uh,
1: dance all around and hopefully answer it. If this is the first time you've lo- you've tuned in, thank you. Go back. Last week's episode was part Uno of uh, Cards for Dummies. Basically, you've got a large sum of cards, large sum of purses, whatever the items are. What do you do? How do you go from there? Today, we are taking into the next step, digging a little deeper, and going to talk about how do you get your cards graded and why you get
0: them graded. d right. So, uh, disclaimer: usually, uh, everything that we talk about can be related to something else. This is kind of uh, more exclusive to cards, however I do think it can be related to other things.
1: It's 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 about how to get your items appraised. Appraised yeah. value. Appraisal value and, and what to
0: do, you get them certified, you get them authenticated, all that. So uh just just read the the exact the exact question from from our buddy from the, the answer. The, the king the king. You got it there?
1: Uh yes you want to know how do you submit cards to be graded.
0: Okay, now we've done like full episodes about this so um, we'll try to condense it a little bit, make it nice and easy. If you want more details, uh, go back and listen to the archives. I don't know what show number, but I'm sure it has a clever title that will explain it to you.
1: Yes. So I guess first, before we do that, like, why would you get a card graded, and what does that even mean, Derek?
0: All right. So uh, when we talk about sports cards, uh, we have different categories, and within the uh, groups there's categories upon categories, but we'll try to make it easy. So a card that you just got out of the pack um, is called a raw card. Just your, your basic card you got out of the pack, it's it's called raw because it's just that. It's it's a raw card. Uh, there's companies out there, and there's, there's several. Me and Adam uh, prefer PSA for our own personal reasons.
1: They also pay us lots of money. I wish they did. They should be.
0: We, we own stock in PSA, full disclaimer.
1: True statement.
0: Um, but there's there's Beckett, who I've also sent some stuff out to be. Uh, graded and uh, appraised and uh, authenticated, Um, and there's a uh, SGC, and now there's another one kind of coming up, and there's some older ones, but for the main uh, topic of this conversation, the big two are PSA and Beckett, and with that, it's whatever you prefer the best. Uh, I can go into all the detail, maybe I will someday, about why we go with PSA, but... That's really neither here nor
1: there. It makes more money. That's In, in general. In general, for what we're
0: doing, it makes more money. So you have a raw card. Um, you're hoping that that is a rare, or uh, you know, uh, you want that to have some value to it. And so you get this card and you think, man, this card might have some value to it. Uh, anytime that you see in magazines growing up, they had Beckett Magazines, that's and they good. always had the value of a card. Uh, the value is based off a, a point system from... Uh, One to ten, actually from authentic to ten. So uh, the value would go anywhere from ten cents to to ten million dollars, depending on the condition of the card. How you get that point system is from one of these companies will tell you this is a PSA 10, 8.5, 6. Uh, This is a Beckett. This is where Beckett's kind of interesting. So so Beckett is um, a little more stringent, some may say, so a Beckett 9.5 is more of equivalent to a PSA 10. Yeah. A Beckett 10 is very hard to come by, so it makes that card actually more value. And then they have what is called a Black Label, which is a perfect card. Um, I think they're just some gimmicks to make things cost more. Personally, I don't know what a difference between a, a, a PSA 10, a Beckett 10, or a Beckett Black Label would be I'm sure there's card guys out there yelling and and uh, telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. You don't. But personally, if you can get a, a black label Beckett, you can ask a bajillion dollars.
1: Yeah,
0: or, or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, new, let's let's just say for for kicks and giggles, I pulled a uh, uh, Bo Jackson 1988 card out of a packley Bob from our buddy Phil.
1: Ooh.
0: And he says, Bo Jackson. I remember that guy. I like that guy. Man, this card might have some value. So, he's went through uh, steps from step one that we talked about last week, and he's decided he wants to get this graded, uh, one, to preserve the card, and two, because that will make it more valuable for resell. or if he keeps in his personal collection down the road, it will be worth more money, in theory, as long as Bo Jackson doesn't come out of retirement and embarrass himself, or have some sort of uh, a scandal that might may, may or may not increase, increase the value. <laughs> so, uh You'll, you'll, what you want to do is the penny sleever that we talked about last week. Um, you go and you get some penny sleevers, they have top loaders, which are a harder plastic. There's a whole process to how you submit to one of these companies. Uh, you can also buy memberships. I would recommend if you're just doing it at first, you're just trying this out. Probably get with a guy like Adam that will send in the cards
1: for you that already has a membership. Adam doesn't do that unless you're on the uh, the super friend. But if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably a good friend. So Or,
0: you know, your local card shop might do that. Uh, guys on the Internet will do that. Or you can just send it in yourself. However, if you're just sending in one or a few cards, it's going to cost you a lot more. Yeah, um, if you-, you have a minimum. Obviously, if you buy memberships, you'll get discounts. But then there's also minimums, usually about 25 cards.
1: All right. Well, let's just slow down there. Ease the brakes a little bit. Okay. You're, you're getting you're getting very deep into it. Um, the whole reason you're going to submit the card is, like you said, because 99 times it's going to be worth more money. That's why you're going to do it. And and cards range from so many different values. It it's unbelievable. But the one thing that we look at and how and why we determine to get a card graded is the population report. That's something that we talk about, and it's called the POP report. The nice thing about PSA, I've never looked up on on Beckett. I don't know, maybe you can tell me. Yes, I did this weekend. So you can go into a POP report, so you can pull up a certain card, and and you can look it up, and it'll tell you, there have been 1,700 of this card graded. 35 tens and all of these different numbers, and it tells you the basically population and how many of those cards exist. The greater what? The value. Number, yes. the, the number of them. And, and obviously, like all things, the higher it is, the, the greater the value. But it's funny because, you know, even six months ago, you know, eight months ago, people were telling Derek, oh, there's nothing. If it's not a nine or a 10, it's worth nothing. And Derek says, you're wrong all day long. And he's selling, selling PSA 7s for $50, $80, 100 because it's a rare card, and that's why it's worth money. I mean, if you're looking
0: at I always want to throw out big stars, but he was a, a mediocre guy that was It's good if you have a 10 but probably not going to make it. Vince Carter. So Vince Carter, good NBA player, not in the Hall of Fame yet, played for a lot of years. If you have a Vince Carter rookie 10, going to be worth some money. Yes. If you got a Vince Carter rookie 6 to 7, probably not worth a lot of money. Because there's a great population of those out there, like I'm saying. But if you're selling some random uh, guys like I'm into, like, like, let's go with this rock card that we've talked about um, from from his rookie set,
1: Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
0: So it's a different field. Not a lot of wrestling cards out there to begin with. Uh, a rock ten card, obviously, is going to sell for a lot of money. However, if you check the population report, and there's you know, let's say fifty of these cards have been graded,
1: good chance David Peck has forty nine.
0: Some guys got 49 of them. You got two or three. Even if that comes back at a six or seven, you might not be getting thousands of dollars, but like I have said, you can still get hundreds because it's a rare card. There's not a whole lot out there that exists, and if you go through the process of getting that graded, obviously it's not a great thing to say, okay, I'm going to get a bunch of fives and sixes. I'm just sending everything I have in to get graded.
1: However, certain things, um, Mickey Mantle's, Babe Ruth. Yeah, it all depends uh, on. The depends track. on. That's the
0: thing. Everything that we say here can be argued both ways, and uh, there's always exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, if the card looks in pretty good shape, even if it comes back at seven or an eight, there's probably still a market for it.
1: And 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 that's again, as you do it, you learn more. I bought a a magnifying glass that has a ruler inside of it, has a light on it. It's actually really cool. If I'm um, thinking about submitting cards and I might have questions about them, I pull it out and I and I look at the card very careful because the grading is really weird. Like you might think it's worth something. You might oh for sure that's an eight. Man, that's a nine. I'm gonna have the you know, there's only three Andre the Giants ten, and I for sure got one and it comes back a five and you're shocked, well, you dig a little deeper, you find out why, you kind of know why. And that's the thing. We all look
0: at our own things and probably think diamond eyes, and when you're looking at comps and things, this is why I go with the POP report, because if you look up and say, okay, a PSA 10 sold for $800, and you're sitting here saying, well, this is worth $800. Well, it's raw, it's ungraded. You have to look and see what PSA 5 or 6 sold for. And if that's 50 or $60, it's probably still worth sending it in and getting it graded. However, if it's 10 or $11, then obviously it's a waste of your time and money. Um, what I was talking about with the, uh, the ruler and the magnifying glass, and some people are really nerdy on this and some people just say, you know, I trust my eye, uh, and I'll, I'll take my chances because I don't want to go through everything, it's going to take a lot of time, but what PSA is going to look on and evaluate is, uh, the corners of your card, um, the surface, so the surface of your card, I mean, even to the naked eye it may look good, but once you out the... The magnifying glass, there might be a fingerprint on there. There might be a little scuff
1: that you didn't see. There could be some sort of thing, printing geek, that left a
0: weird dot.
1: And then there's so many, like Matt, the PSA guy, Like he's got a lot of really good YouTube videos. Um, I have started, and I didn't in the beginning, but he shows a very specific way of how to clean your cards. If it's somebody you know, getting these those things off are, are there, but you want to be extremely careful in the way that you do it. Because,
0: I mean, it's, it's a printed thing on cardboard. It's very delicate, very fragile. You do want to be trying to clean it and actually do more damage, scuff it up more. So there, there are ways to do that. Um, my biggest thing is once it comes out of the pack, I just hurry and throw it in one of those penny sleeves. Uh, that way I know that, but if you're buying it from somebody else, you don't know their process or what happened there. Yeah. Um, also, with the PSA is centering. So, a uh, card, you can look at a card, it's just like a picture. Um, if it's off-framed, if it's not centered, unless it's really obscure or way off-centered, then it becomes one of those air cards that we've talked about. But for the most part, you want that to be almost dead center and framed to look like a picture fully captured.
1: And we're talking within, like, like millimeters. That's what they're measuring in. If it's, you know eight millimeters, and the other side's six, like, that's what they go off. I mean, that's the nice part about this magnifying glass I is it, it, it really narrows it down. So that's a big thing is centering and, and again, making sure, and like I said, if you're going to go to the next process, which we strongly encourage, like I said, it's what's made us money. It's yeah, just, if you're looking
0: to sell them. cards, this is the way to do it. I don't know how people, as I said, I'm going to try to list a bunch of my common raw cards, but that's more to clear house
1: yeah.
0: and probably boost up some uh, feedback numbers. I don't know how people that just sell raw cards, it can be done, but if you take a few extra steps, it can, it can make you a lot more money and a lot more profit. Um, I guess thinking here, this is kind of like if you have a handbag, like we were talking about with your boy Adam the other day, or you got your Air Jordans, you get them authenticated. So you can go down to a thrift store and you buy a Louis Vuitton bag. It might be real, it might be in good shape, it might not. If you get that verified or authenticated, the value is up. Yeah. So yeah. same with cards. Um, fake cards and things out there, this just makes it uh, through this process, it makes it authenticated,
1: real, and this is an actual condition. It's a real card, and especially, man, with these Michael Jordans, like these lower dollars that are lower grades are selling. So you just want to make sure it's real. Um, so it, it, the process, like I so said, I have a PSA account. I go in, I log in, and it's, it's once you know how to do it, it goes pretty quick. But you really you have to go in like it's by kind mark. of labor intensive. It will take you some time
0: to do it. So um, also for people that don't know, maybe look up a graded card. They call them slab. There's a few nicknames out there. But uh, what they do is they encapsulate the card in plastic, and at the top of the card they'll have a little label uh, that will say this information. So it will say it's a 1988 Bo Jackson uh, card number whatever. Um, and then we'll say, you know, you're great. So we'll say PSA nine, gem mint, mint, or good, or whatever. So I uh, might be go and look at that before you go through the process, just to be familiar. Uh, one of the other reasons I went with PSA instead of Beckett is um, originally back in the day when I was trying to do this, I was looking at both. It's a lot easier to submit on PSA, at least for me, than it was on Beckett.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, simplicity. So. It's basically like a spreadsheet that you're setting up. So you're gonna go and uh, you know open up a new um, what, what what do they call it? new order? Yeah, new order. Is that and, what they call it.
1: And and as I was sorting everything, they have different kinds of orders. But as far as cards go, which what we're really talking about is there's three separate categories. It's based off of the years of the cards. It's like pre seventy two. 72 to 2017, and then 18 and on, and that's kind of how you have to submit them in those groups. You also have different type of cards, like if it's a tall boy, and that means if it's taller than a regular thing. If it's an autograph, if it's um, an oversized, there's different categories, but that's the three basic and ones. They, and here. they show you on there. If
0: you look and it'll say tall boy, it'll tell you the dimensions. If you're looking for an autograph authentic, authentic authenticity, I'm going to have Jimmy send me... Uh, i'm having a rough day today to get it authenticated there we go so you want to get it authenticated there we go that's a that's a fancy way of saying it but it doesn't sound right at all um, i'm i'm struggling jimmy but you want to get it done and uh so the autograph you can either have it graded or just say that this is a real autograph
1: yeah
0: or you can have the card graded autograph graded you can have about a any combination of what you want to do.
1: Yep. And like I said, normally it's a minimum order and because you have a membership, which I don't think you can get them right now because we got in... They're currently sold out. ...before, but the membership, it was $250 for the year. It gave you 15 free grades and it allows you to to grade cards. And a fancy backpack. And and, and magazines. We've got magazines here. Um, but it allows you to submit cards, and
0: and uh, they do quarterly they do specials, cards. so it might hit your jackpot of what you're into and drop the price. Where now,
1: year. so we pay anywhere from ten to fifteen dollars. If you don't have it, you know, then you ha- it, you have to pay twenty five to fifty dollars. So it's a very good thing to have. And so you're gonna get your cards together. Uh,
0: you're gonna go start your order. Um, that's another thing is you're gonna want to make sure they're all in the same uh, category. Mm-hmm. So they have like. Uh, modern, postmodern. That's
1: what I was talking.
2: About.
0: Yeah, with the, with the uh, breakdowns there. So um, just make sure that you have all your your ducks in a row. They actually
2: have a category if you're into those marble cards or the superhero cards or the Pokemon cards that
0: aren't the sports. Sometimes those are cheaper as well.
1: Non sports and and so what I like to do is I like to stack my cards based off of um, you know the same kind of thing because I've got really good and I do a lot of computer work and I'll do a copy and a paste. I'll copy it and change one thing so. Just for instance, on mine, I have a whole bunch of 2016 PRISM uh, data draft picks. So I'm able to pull in that information because you have to type in 2016 Panini PRISM collegiate draft picks, um, and it's like Jameis Winston, Alex Smith, Drew Brees, Derek Carr, and all of these different ones. But all I have to do is go in there, then delete it, and I get really fast with the process. Also, as you
0: start to put it in, it kind of auto where it thinks you're going. Um, As long as the card's been submitted, it's in there. Sometimes with my wrestling and things, uh, I'm the only one that's ever submitted it, so it doesn't post up. Um, As long as you got all the information correct, don't worry about that uh, because you'll just be a a population of one. Um, Also, if you have multiples of the same card at this point, you can put that you have four, so you don't have to do it four individual times. Um, It's going to ask you an evaluation of how much that card is valued at. Uh, This is not for insurance purposes. You can go up to usually a hundred dollars per card, depending on what, how you're spending, what you're paying. Yep. Um,
1: and for me, like I just throw in like carte blanche, like fifty to seventy-five dollars, because once you, if you put in a higher great value, it costs it costs more, you but, more.
0: So you gotta be comfortable if this gets lost, if it falls out in that. Uh, boat that Mike painter's always talking about where he lost his guns in that accident or however that went down yeah, if it gets lost, what really is that going to cost you to recoup your cost into things yeah it's not graded value, it's not back value, and you're going to be paying shipping insurance on this, so yeah. keep that in mind
1: and it's not a whole lot I mean it's thirty forty dollars, but it just depends on the value like the I've got fifty seven cards in on this particular thing and it says my declared value is twenty eight hundred dollars. I will be dang ticked if that's all I sell it for. Um, I think it's going to be closer to four or 5000 maybe more. It just depends. I've got some special cards in there. But if the box got lost,
0: that is the check and would get back to replace it.
1: Which I didn't pay anywhere near that, so that's still a good thing.
0: And also will ask you if there's a minimum grading, so you can say... And I messed that up. You can say, unless this comes back as a 7 or higher, I don't want it to be graded. Or you can just say, no qualifiers, which means... If it comes back one, it's a one. If it comes back a ten and ten, no restrictions. That's usually what I do. Um, Adams gambled I, I in the past.
1: I when I again first learning, and I even had them crack the slabs, I figured out how to do it with my own. In fact, we posted a video on YouTube. They did a, it's called a crossover. It was an old company. They sent it into them, it was fifty dollars a card, and I said like a minimum of a nine because they were ten at the other company, so I figured for sure, so I paid the fifty dollars. They sent them back. They didn't grade them, and I got no further than that. So I ended up selling them raw. I still sold them raw for like $400 two weeks ago. They,
0: they did well anyways. But that's some of the information they're going to ask. Uh, then you also have to save it. Yeah. That's just, I mean, common sense, but it's just kind of a walkthrough.
1: And they're making it easier. PSA is now. They print off like this really um, really easy, straightforward form. You, you, uh, you, know, you sign it. Um, you say how many pieces go in there, you print off the label, you take it into your, your post office, um, and send it out, and we, you wait for months. It's like, you know, you never know when it's going to come back.
0: Also, if you do multiple
1: orders, you're going to put,
0: you know, there's five, uh, whatever, yep. a total of this many collectibles. So, yeah. uh, But it gives you all that information. It does take a little bit of time. But you're doing this to make money. So... Uh, as long as you're comfortable, or if it's your personal stuff, too. There's people that just want things collect, like, uh, let's say, Hank Aaron, who uh, just passed away the other day, right? I know our, our buddy down there at the card shop, Phil's big Hank Aaron guy. Maybe he sends out some cards just to protect them, preserve them, gets back, has no intention of selling them. Some people just like to collect them and have them authenticated and graded because they're not going to get bent, they're not going to get you know coffee spilled on them or whatever, get damaged, the corners aren't going to get bent. So that a lot of people say, "Well, why would you get things graded if you're not intending to sell it?" Those are all reasons why.
1: I, and I'm going to give you one more tip as we're racking, racking, we're wrapping up the uh, dummies for cards or cards for dummies part two. Uh, one thing I like to do is I, I you keep your cards in a very specific order. How you put them in, that's the order you want. I lay them all out, and I take a colored picture and print that off so that I have it with my paperwork. Because I'm looking at all these cards, and you forget because it was months ago. Man, I have got like seven uh, Jalen Hurts. I've got my Justin uh, Herbert prisms. i got three of those in. But I make that colored copy so that I can reference it and look and remember exactly what that card is. Yeah, back
0: uh, a few years ago when I started grading and getting into cards, two or three years ago, uh, I'd send these out bulk orders and I'd be yeah. getting them back, you know, three to six months.
1: Yeah. Now we're looking at maybe 13 months. So and, a lot happens in that time. And that's just due to the, the backlog. You can pay more money to have them sooner, but even then... It's
0: kind of into your cost too. Yeah. So unless you have something that's worth hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars that you need back because you want to sell quickly, I'd recommend it's the slow boat, but we're all there. Um you're in line, with, but when it comes back like Adams uh, Herbert's, right, he had a great season. It was kind of a gamble he got season, preseason. But now they've actually went up in value while well, they've been sitting there. And it's not like a lot of people have rushed and got them in head of line of you. And if they have, they paid a lot more. So they're going to be selling them for a lot more. So actually that value is getting inflated yep. as you're sitting waiting on it. Uh, conversely, you can say, well, if you had a bad season or whatever, they go down. Sure, but that was the risk you were taking when you sent them in to begin with.
1: And, and like I so said, these are getting into cards. And one thing that Jared and I have kind of uh, deviated on is it's not just sports cards. Like I said, we've gotten into, we just talked about Marvel cards, Pokemon cards. Um, I'm going to kind of show these. I bought these the other night. Um, kind of got, the, uh, the Beatles. Some Beatles, like 1969 uh, Swedish-type card. So uh, that was really cool. Those Do cards you know, are stickers. Uh, these are cards. These are can I make a declaration
0: here? Of course you can. It's your podcast. I always say things, and Ab says I, I prognostica- prognosticate the future. I don't speak well, but I always, I'm always a little ahead of the curve. Always. Now, let me say this. The Beatles, whether you like them or not, are the best band of all time. Yes. So okay. Let me just say that. Okay. Now, this being said, uh, Paul McCartney's getting a little older. Ringo Starr is getting a little older. Once they pass away, now we were young for Lennon, and uh, and, and and cards and things and collectibles weren't quite what they were, and uh, Harrison was a little after that. When Paul McCartney passes away, and he will at some point, Beatles things are already priced pretty high, but they are going to go to the moon with your diamond hands. Uh, Ringo Starr as well, but uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon were the founders of the Beatles. They wrote all the songs. He's the he's the star. So if you're looking for things to start collecting or start getting authenticated, uh, look at Paul McCartney type items, Beatle type items, whether it's cards, tickets, autographs, things of those nature, uh, t-shirts, tour shirts, you'll thank me later and you'll all buy me a big gulp and a steak.
1: <laughs> that's that's right. Like I said, it's not just cards, people are buying collectibles. It, you know, it's the same with look up uh, you know, I did the same thing with Hall of Fame. Go to the um, um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who's getting in? You know, think of those stars. Who is getting close to passing because that is when value goes up because they're the evergreens. They're always going to be That's, uh, I sent off to Beckett, which I was
0: saying uh, a little earlier, my, uh, my two KISS autographed uh, posters from their Vegas residency. Uh, they're on their uh, last tour for like the fifth time I'm or right, something I'm like that. that dude, so, uh, But at some point... Um, you know, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are going to pass away, and I'll have uh, framed, be uh, Beckett, not graded, but authenticated, slabbed uh, posters of them signed. And I'm going to ask some money for them, and I'm going to get it, or I'll sell it beforehand. Uh, you know, there's a lot of classic rock bands, there's a lot of classic country people. Uh, last week, I got a lot of compliments on the Willie Nelson song. Yeah. You know, I love Willie. Willie's my man. Willie's not getting any younger. It's your wife's man, too. He blew my wife a kiss once, and I I, I can't compete with that. He was jealous. <laughs> I wasn't even jealous. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous that he didn't blow me a kiss? Well, that's what I'm There about. we go. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, these people are getting older now. Probably Willie will outlive most of us. And you got, um, he was the guy with the Rolling Stones, Keith Richards. Yes. Uh, Willie Nelson had a quote once that said, these kids need to think about what they're doing with the environment and the world. They're going to leave me and Keith Richards. So he's planning on outliving most of us. But either way... You know, the Highwaymen, Chris Christopherson, just announced he's retiring. Um, Johnny Cash. Merle's Merle, gone. Merle's gone. Uh, yeah, we can go down
1: the throat forever. Garrett's gotten uh, uh, can it. Can I say you got into Nirvana? or is it? Too yeah, much? yeah, you can
0: get into I mean, Nirvana's anniversary's coming up. But now if you think about it, the Foo Fighters, who are kind of a spinoff of Nirvana. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're probably very underrated as far as that kind of stuff goes. Autographs and tickets. Whoa. They're like the modern day um, Rolling Stones almost. They've been a band for 20 years Easy now. or better. I mean, yeah. think about these kind of things, especially when we're talking about the resale game. And since you've listened this long, I'm
1: giving out some secrets. Uh, I'm going to throw out one other thing, too. And I, I didn't get Wadi on
0: to tell you a, a Foo Fighters sto- story at some point.
1: Ken well, Jenny's one, too. I've always liked um, business cards. I think that's a totally underrated market. And i said this before Gary. Did. Gary said this last week. I said it before him. You can go back and check it. Okay. <laughs> you Go back to episode eighty nine and five minutes
0: it. in there. I, I told you that Gary's been stealing crap from us. I know us. that he
1: has. I know. I does. know why. I know why he follows me on Twitter. Um, he talks about business cards. About you know. He's like, yeah, I, I buy original Jeff Bezos business. Well, well card. think about that. You get Steve Jobs business yeah. card
0: or original Apple, or you get yeah you know, Bill Gates. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Business card, or you think, okay, let's go collegiate. Let's go. Bobby Bowden, or some of these old football coaches that were out recruiting, gave the kid the business card. Yeah, I think you had a Kyle Whittingham one. I've
1: got a Kyle, I don't have it right now. I'm going to go on and purchase it, but you can get that slab. You can get that. You get those
0: graded, and that's one of those things where these Hall of Fame coaches, if you had an Urban Meyer from like when he was first at Utah or back at, uh, uh, well, any any of his, you know, Bowling Green, but any of uh, them, Florida, when he's won national
1: championships. you're, You're getting it. I guess it's fine because
0: Think these, about are, I these mean, are our guys. These are our guys, but that's the thing. Adam would buy that, that right? He's going to go off to the NFL, whether he does well or not. Adam's got some uh, stock in him because he has a connection because he yes. took those Utes and, and had a good season.
1: And that's the same thing. Like, so whatever you are regional, like go down and, and get that, uh, you know, Dabo Sweeney. You know, University of Alabama, while he was an assistant. You know, get I don't that, think if he had a Bear Bryant card. I'd, I'd, it'd be unreal. You know, go get Vince Lombardi. Uh, go get the Nick Saban when he was an LSU, because there, you know there's really this window that business like that was everything. That's how people got a hold of you. That's how they remembered you years ago. So, or even like in
0: uh, Sharon Osborne, people that represent bands. Oh, I mean, there's. Uh, or uh, Steven Spielberg, like we're talking business guys. Yeah. There's just a lot of opportunities and a lot of things to look into. There's so many. And you avenues. Go out there, find you a Michael Scott paper company card from the prop room. I don't
1: know. There's so many places that you could make money, and that's the funnest part about this. Is that I, I talk about it all the time. Like, what are you doing from eight o'clock till midnight? Like, so you do? just heard me and Adam talk. We went off track, and we
0: got each other excited oh, about geez. business cards.
1: I, I'm pumped. Uh, In fact, I even wanted to make an app about business cards. Like, that's what you virtually trade in, but I love the tangible. The tangible is what's... Yeah, there's something about having the touch and the feel. Some of them have some texture to it. Which, speaking of, I've got um, some silver in my actual Starbucks mug over here, some real silver. So, I like where the silver's going, and I like to hold my silver tangible.
0: Well, there you go. And each their own. Um, Silver's not bad right now. I was talking about it on the text. If we'd have known back in the day when uh, you could get all the silver you wanted out of a slot machine, you just went cashed out and held on
1: to it. That's right. Hold on to it. So that's, again, that's a deep dive. I know we kind of deviate, but hopefully those at least give you some nuggets. There is, there is no shortages of ways that you can make money on the Internet. It just takes some time and, and whatever interests you. And That's the thing with grading. You're going to wait. They'll send it
0: back in the box. Uh, they'll have all the information there. The good thing about PSA is... Until they ship it, they don't charge you. So even though it's going to be hundreds or thousands of dollars, depending on what you're sending off to them, you actually don't get charged until you're going to have the product back in a couple days. And that motivates you to get listing it fast to make back some of that initial upfront cost.
1: And they do send you an email that you can, like, see what they are The cheater. The cheater. But I think it's funner to kind of wait and you open it. it is, it's like Christmas morning, so... And yeah,
0: they'll send you an email that says, these are all the cards coming back. Here are the grades and it has line by line and you can go back and, and scroll through oh, yeah, and say okay yeah. or you can just go blind and open them fun thing to do and if you're social media savvy if you're trying to get you some viewers on Instagram uh, YouTube all that kind of stuff I mean go look for it right now it's fun to do is you watch people open their open their cards blindly and some people are ecstatic because it's like a lottery ticket they hit that 10 uh, Michael Jordan whatever or some people just look like they got punched in the gut because it's a 5 yeah. you know and they can't figure it out
1: and so it's it's fun stuff. Like I said, go out there, do it, make make uh, make a habit of. It. It's really fun. Spend those couple hours each night. Like so just cruising the internet. Like so you're doing it anyways. So you might as well learn how to make some money doing
0: it. Make some money at it. Uh, cards sell. They're they're doing well on, on eBay, especially. But also like I'm saying, the, the marketplace. Uh, Atari.
1: There's other deep dive groups, like specifically like genres for vintage cards. You know, uh, vintage soccer cards certain era of baseball cards and everybody in there is selling and also looking so that's well, a good and, and here's the thing so
0: some people just collect teams right? So I've sold a lot of uh, just weird cards that I call weird because I don't know who the players are and I'm like why did I get that graded but there's a guy that just collects uh, Pittsburgh Pirate cards that's his thing or or whatever your team is.
1: Yeah and, and it's weird because there was another guy that had the 86 um, whatever basketball year 86 Fleer and he had like 32 of this one totally random guy I'm like who is that your cousin or something and he's like no I have it so that it can be that one card that completes a guy's set, the set.
0: yep so yeah i got to think like the collectors are like the people that are out there and that's kind of hard to do because some people just want the hits
1: and some people want everything yeah so, so there you go there's uh, some good deep diving I hope that got you closer Go execute it. Derek, well, what's your promise? What are you going to do this week so it can be accountable next week? Well, here's the
0: thing. I'm going to get listing. Um,
1: it's going to be a busy
0: week. Uh, I have a possibility of, uh, well, we got the Super Bowl coming up. I had a, a friend of mine that passed away, so on Saturday I may be heading down to services. Um, so i got a busy week coming up with work and stuff, but I'm always listing. I'm always doing things. I uh, want to get uh, I want to clear up that death pile, man. So um, at least two or three hours a day is what I want to be listing. And I'm accountable because you guys see when things pop up. that say, hey, your buddy just listed all this stuff. So yeah. uh, we got a couple days. i got to get this edited and up. So I don't want to put out a huge guarantee because I know you're going to call me on it. But that's what I'm going to do. you got,
1: you got Friday, Sunday, uh, Friday, Monday. You were smart. You thunk dead. Oh, it dead. Oh, I took
0: out Friday and Monday. And uh, our friend Mr. Painter wants me to go up to some card show on Friday. Maybe I'll do that. If he goes up, we'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll obviously add things to the death pile if nothing
1: else. We'll see that. Well, sorry to hear about your your friend passing. Um, I had the same thing. I had a, a family member passed here. Um, life is short, people. That's the thing. This my buddy's thirty nine years old, wife,
0: four kids, uh, health condition. You know, it's just it's just crazy. And uh, that's the, we don't know. Tomorrow is not guaranteed for anybody. Um, some people kind of know when they're slipping that way, but most of us, it's just kind of... I mean, not maybe most of us, but sometimes it's out of blue, too.
1: Yeah, and you know uh, this, the, the thing is, and we talk about it on the show, I mean, we're all going to pass at some point. We don't mean to take it lightly. Um, enjoy life. Like I said, go out and do something. Enjoy it with your your loved ones, because uh, you, just ne- you just never know. Maximize life's minutes. Get those reps in, Pelican. That's right, because there are two things in life that are for certain D-roll. That would be death piles. And taxes. Thank mm-hmm.